Now, that was the very first verse my mother ever taught me, the very first memory verse I ever had. And she she wanted us to understand that from the beginning of time, God had a plan that the seed of the woman, that woman being Mary, and the seed being Jesus, shall crush the head of the serpent. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positively Joy, a podcast on searching for the light all around us in all seasons of life. We look for God in the everyday and choose joy even in the hard times. I'm your host, Yvette Walker. I'd love for you to become a part of our online podcast family and join our Positively Joy community on Facebook. Visit PositivelyJoy.com for previous episodes and to check out our cool merch. And listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go for podcasts. We drop episodes Monday and Thursday. Hi, I'm Yvette Walker. I'm the host of the Positively Joy podcast, and today's going to be a little bit different. Normally on Mondays, I have a show where I tell you about my thoughts on something, and then of course we have um, the great Angel McCoy reading scripture. But today, Angel and I are just going to have a conversation. So Angel, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Angel McCoy of Angel Reads the Bible podcast. I'm based in the Washington, D.C. area, specifically in Maryland. Okay. And I am here in Oklahoma, so we are in different parts of the country. Uh, But we both love Jesus and we both love the Bible. (laughs) And I really enjoyed working with you. It's, It's been the collaboration, I think, has been really great. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Mm, yeah. So like I said, it's really not an interview. We're going to have a conversation because I listened to an episode from your podcast, Angel Reads the Bible, which I encourage everyone to go listen to, angelreadsthebible.com. And you talked about, you talked about basically two different types of mothers. Mm-hmm. And you did this because you are the mother of a brand new baby girl. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm tickled pink <laughs> for having a new baby girl. You know, I have two boys, six years old and five years old, and so um, it was about time to get some more feminine energy in my house. So I'm just so happy to have a little girl. And her name, Eden Bobby Rose McCoy. That is such a beautiful name. So tell me where the name came from. Sure. Um, for many years, well before I had my first. You know, I always dreamt of having a little girl and naming her Eden. And that's because the Garden of Eden is where God dwelled with man. Um, they walked together. They talked together. They fellowshiped together. And so my story would always be in, in my head back then. My story was that, you know, Eden, your heart is the dwelling place of God. He is always with you. You are never alone. And then the name Bobby comes from my late father-in-law. Funny thing is, his name was Franklin, but for whatever reason, everyone always called him Bobby. And it was just a name that stuck. (laughs) And so we decided, my husband and I decided that we would love to give her the middle name Bobby. But then I was talking with my husband and I was like, wait a minute, Eden is such a unique name and Bobby is very masculine. I need to soften it up. So what's more soft or feminine than the name Rose? And there we have it, Eden Bobby Rose McCoy. (laughs) It's a beautiful name and for a beautiful little girl. So you did this podcast about two different types of mother. 
Um, and of course, you know, and you are doing it from the point of view of you being a new mom. Mm-hmm. And you talked about Mary, of course, the mother of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you talked about Elizabeth, her cousin, the mother of John the Baptist. And first of all, it was great. I really enjoyed the podcast. And it really resonated with me because I don't have children. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be great to have this conversation because you are a younger woman, um, finally having a baby girl. And then I'm a woman who've never, who's never had children. I'm an older woman and I've had a career, you know, all my life and I haven't had children. And it's interesting because being motherless or rather being childless, Mm -hmm. um, in this country is interesting because a lot of things do focus on family and do focus on motherhood, which is, which is great. Um, but coming up when I thought, you know, that I would be a mother, um, it, it just always made me wonder if that's not my purpose, what is, because, you know, women mm-hmm. were built to have children and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there, there are many people who, who don't have children, um, either because of a physical issue mm-hmm. or maybe they got, never got married or for whatever reason. Um, my first husband did not want children and I didn't know this until we, after we got married or he never brought that up before. Um, but I said, okay, well I'm in this marriage and for better or for worse, I'm going to deal with it. And the marriage did not last. Uh, and he actually died very shortly after we got divorced. So, which Mm -hmm. was, you know, a little strange, but I've since remarried, uh, later in life to a wonderful husband. Mm -hmm. And while I can't say I'm too old to have children because, uh, that's Sarah <laughs> and what Sarah was laughing about. And we all know now don't laugh at God because Sarah did and look what happened. Uh, <laughs> but, but at this point in my life, I'm not clamoring to have a child, mm-hmm. you know, for, uh, you know, God certainly can do whatever he, he wants to do. I do believe that, but I don't believe, you know, there's children for me in my future. So it's just interesting to, to kind of look back and I'm not that old, but you know, look back at, at my, at my life and how I've handled not having children, you know, in this society. And I'm, I'm perfectly happy, mm-hmm. but then hearing you as a new mom, and I'm so happy for you and just hearing you talk about these two mothers, I just thought it was really interesting. So tell us a little bit about that episode. You know what, before I started in that episode, I, I also want to share with the with our audiences that um what was it in 2012 I actually experienced a miscarriage. So my my very first pregnancy ended in a miscarriage. Mm. And um you know that was a very difficult time for me. Uh when we talk about, you know, society and having children um you know at that time I was married about 3 years and everyone was asking questions about well, when are you going to have kids? And very few people knew that, you know, well, I, I was pregnant. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, my my pregnancy came to an end. And, and even in that time, you know, you wonder, well, what if and what did I do wrong? And is this still in the cards for me? You know, I, I was very young at the time. I was 28 years old, you know, when that miscarriage happened. So, you know, you could say I still had time. But it it felt like it took a long time to eventually have kids. Um, And so today I stand here with, 
three beautiful children that I'm very thankful for. But I, I just I wanted to share that because I, I do think that's a relevant part of the story. There's women who have not had children. There are women who've experienced pregnancy loss. There are women who who do have children today. And, you know, I, I feel like this message will speak to everyone on that spectrum, where mm-hmm. no matter where you stand in the natural. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad you mentioned that because we are by the time this runs, it'll be November. We're just out of uh, October, which is pregnancy mm-hmm. and infant loss month. Mm-hmm. And I've actually done a couple of episodes on infant loss, a couple of women who have amazing testimonies because they've lost children, um, but are, we're still able to hold on to their faith. And mm-hmm. we've talked about that. So you're right. There's lots of different kinds of women out there. And, and you know, if you just look at commercials and today, you might just think that it's just all about you know, the, the family dynamic, but of course there are lots of different kinds of people and there are people who have made conscious decisions not to have children. There Mm -hmm. are people who want children, but can't have children. There are people whose circumstances have prevented them from having children. I'd probably find myself in the latter there. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately, you know, the name of this show is positively joy. So I always say, choose joy, no matter what situation we're in. And so I'm fine with it. But I'm I'm definitely happy for you. And I just, I found satisfaction in hearing, you know, your, the, well, the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also just got me thinking about where, you know, where I am, where I sit in this world, uh, in my own situation. So tell us a little bit um, about, about the episode. Sure. So then the, the episode is entitled The Seed and the Woman, or The Woman and the Seed. <laughs> And it starts with a story of uh, Eve in the Garden of Eden. And it comes from Genesis, where the scripture tells us that the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent. Now, that was the very first verse my mother ever taught me, the very first memory verse I ever had. And she, she wanted us to understand that from the beginning of time, God had a plan that the seed of the woman that woman being Mary and the seed being Jesus shall crush the head of the serpent, Satan. Now, depending on what translation of the Bible you read, it could say, you know, may bruise the seed, I mean, bruise uh, the head of the serpent. But either way, there's going to be a blow to the head of the serpent and he will be defeated by the seed of the woman, which is Jesus Christ. But also in the story Back in Genesis, when Adam and Eve partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, there was a punishment handed down to Adam and handed down to Eve. And we're going to focus on Eve in this in this story. Right. <laughs> so Eve's punishment was that there would be enmity between the woman and the snake. There would be enmity. So a natural hatred, a natural loathing, um, a disdain for one another. And that she would suffer in childbirth. And it had me thinking that, you know, though that was the punishment given to Eve, all women for all time have suffered in childbirth. And there are times that I would think, hmm, that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Eve was the one who sinned. Why must all women suffer for all time? (laughs) So let's stick a pin in that thought. And now let's jump ahead to the book of Luke. And Mary. Now, Mary was a virgin. She was pure. She was. Uh, she knew who God was. She was a woman of faith. And 
because of her righteousness, God chose for her to be the mother of the promise, mother of the seed that would ultimately defeat Satan. And he did this by overtaking her with his holy presence, with his Holy Spirit. And that's how he conceived purpose in her, conceived that seed in her, who is Jesus. And we have to also take a look at her cousin, Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth was a much older woman. I have to believe that, you know, Angel likes to read the Bible, of course, but Angel, (laughs) I I get lost in thought and I create stories for um, many of the people we read about in the Bible. Like I, I kind of create a whole picture and avatar of them. And so I'd like to say that, you know, Elizabeth, um, she was an older woman. She was mature. She's been studying the word of God. Um, she had, she was full of faith. She's been walking with God for a long time. She trusted him. She believed in the promise of a savior. She didn't know what form, but she was ready to receive him whenever he came forward. And so I also like to think because she was an older woman that she was teaching younger women, being a light, being example to them. Um, and and sharing her beliefs and bringing up another generation of believers who would look forward to the day that the Savior came. And we all know that Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is said to have prepared the way for the Lord. He prepared the people. He was baptizing them, preaching them, and saying that he was a voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. So then I look at Mary, she's young, she's pure in faith, pure in heart. And so she has set the ground for the Holy Spirit to conceive purpose in her. And then I look at Elizabeth and though she's older and she may think that her time has come and gone, there was nothing else left for her to give. She brought forth the preparation for our Savior. and so. I say that the older women, ah, let me not get ahead of myself. So we stuck a pen in Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, I get excited. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I get excited in sharing this. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when we go back to Genesis, and like I said, the punishment for sin was handed down to all women. So I have to believe that the fulfillment of the promise that the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent must be carried out through all women also. Why would God do one without the other? And so then I think about it. What is the seed that is in every woman? That seed is found in purpose. That seed is found in gifts. That seed is found in talent. The reason why I I call out gifts and talent, I say gifts are provided to us by the Holy Ghost by the Holy Spirit. And when we look at the Bible, it provides a whole list from cover to cover of different giftings that God has placed, has has made available to us through the gift of his Holy Spirit. And then I look at talents and talents are our natural abilities that we can use for God's glory, just like we're using podcasting right now for God's glory. Amen. <laughs> and so then I believe that the very foundation of the fulfillment of my calling in Christ Jesus is in being a woman. And 
you know, I'm a woman in a very natural sense, but that me being a woman has also prepared me for fulfillment of God's work through me in a spiritual sense as well. That's mm. that's placed in me. Yeah, that's really <laughs> that is that's amazing. Um, I think that you know, and and of course, there's a there's a lot of discussion of gender and what is gender. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. to speak from it from you know the biblical concept of man and woman, uh, I think in this in this society, you know, women with the 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 role the role of women certainly has changed over time mm-hmm. it's different it's different today it's different today than it was in the 19 you know in the 1990s and different than the 1970s and different than the 1950s and 40s you know so it has changed over time but there's still there's still a natural purpose that's childbirth mm-hmm. because only, because only women can give can give birth that's right. Um, we can go to work. We do, we can do lots of different things that men can do and men can do things that we can do, but they can't have birth. So exactly. there, there is a natural purpose. And for those of us who, for whatever reason, did not fulfill that purpose, um, we begin to question. And I'm sitting here mm-hmm. in my, in my studio and there's a big sign on the wall that talks about purpose. And at this point in my life, and especially since I found that I do want to use the gifts he's given me for his glory, which is what we're doing now, like you said, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm very accepting of, of my life and what has happened, but, um, but let me just read this. Cause I think I like, you know, I like to read it and it just gives me a lot to think about. So it's, it's a quote from a Roy lesson and uh, it says, just think, You're not here by chance, but by God's choosing. Mm. His hand formed you and made you the person you are. He compares you to no one else. You are one of a kind. You lack nothing that his grace can't give you. He has allowed you to be here at this time in history to fulfill his special purpose for this generation. Mm. So that's pretty, that's pretty intense. And especially when I think, okay, when I do question, and like I said, I don't do it much anymore, but when I was a younger woman without children, mm-hmm. and I did question, what is my purpose on earth? What am I supposed to do? Now, I will tell you this. I did I did find myself surrounding myself around young people, around mm-hmm. students. And of course, now that's all I do. I'm, I'm in education now. But back even when I was still a journalist, I would participate in journalism high school camps or opportunities to go to workshops and teach and teach young people or share, you know, the information and knowledge um, about media and journalism that I had to young people. I found myself doing that. So it was very natural for me to move into academia when that time came. Mm -hmm. But I think I always said, well, I don't have children, but I'm at least trying to pass along what I know to, to the next generation. So I really love what Roy has to say that he, first of all, that we're not here by chance that, you know, I love it when he says you lack nothing that his grace can't give you. Mm. So, so I don't have a baby. I have fur babies. (laughs) I don't have a baby. And there was a time when that made me sad, but God has given me everything that 
he that he wanted me to have. And and it's just and it's it's up to me to use what he's given me and to go out there and take on the world. And that's what I've tried to do. And I've just really been feeling powerful about that. I say over the last year or two that um, that we are going to take what he has given us. And it's so much children or no, but you know, but if you are blessed to have a child, it's, it's, it's even another richer, deeper purpose. Um, And I've kind of cut you off while you were talking about Mary and Elizabeth, but, but I, but all these thoughts were going to my, through my head as I was listening to, to the podcast. So continue. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. You know, even when you're talking about the work you've done with young people all your life in my head, I'm sitting here like, look at you being an Elizabeth, you know, (laughs) you're preparing the way you're, you're teaching others what you know, what you've learned, your life experiences. And and so, you know, I, and, and I love that you've shared that because, you know, you're not the only person in your position. I'm not the only person in my position. And so I look to, the mothers and the aunties and, and the big sisters in the church and how, you know, they have to share their wisdom. They have to prepare the way for the next generation to come forth and to bring forth their gifts by being a light, by being an example of what it is to walk with Christ. And so, you know, that's, that's how I see Elizabeth. And, um, you know, I don't dismiss men. I am not a male basher. Mm-hmm. But I am very much for empowering women. I'll say, I'll call it biblical feminism, you know, not the worldly version of feminism, but, you know, just Bible-based feminism. If, look at how God used women to fulfill the promise. You know, you know, men were all a part of the story, yes, but it took the faith and the diligence and the, and the dedication of Elizabeth to raise up someone to prepare the way. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. And if you've never done a Bible study about the women of the Bible, I mean, we we don't learn that in you know. You know, I went to Catholic school. You know, I was raised Catholic. Went to went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are other people who've gone to you know a Bible based school of some kind, but you don't hear about that. You do not hear about all the women in the Bible that are doing so many amazing things. Well, I just I just want to thank you for what you said about you know, the big sisters of the church and the aunties, you know, my, I have, I have a niece and, um, she often calls me her second mom, which of course makes me feel good. And she calls me her unicorn. (laughs) And so, you know, the unicorn is some magical, you know, creature that can just do all these things. And of course the comedian slash actress, Tiffany Haddish, Mm-hmm. has kind of taken that and, and she calls herself black unicorn. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so, uh, so she calls me her unicorn. And so I was at the dollar store one day and they had like a little sign that said busy being a unicorn. And I got it for myself. <laughs> and I told her, I said, I got me a unicorn, you know, desk sign. And she was like, you go auntie. So, yeah, I mean, just knowing I had not thought of myself as an Elizabeth. I mean, I really had not. Um, I had not even considered that I could be even, you know, thought of in her classification because, you know, she is the mother of John the Baptist and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a different way to think about it. And I thank you for that. Yeah. And wow. I just love that. I love thinking about being connected to the story. Yes. And that's such a beautiful way to put it. Thank you, Angel. Thank you so much. 
You've been listening to Positively Joy. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come on over to our website, PositivelyJoy.com. You can listen to past episodes. You can download a free teachable called Five Ways to Choose Joy. See our merchandise, cool t-shirts with our new logo. We've got a lot going on at PositivelyJoy.com. So we hope to see you there. Farewell for now.